All right, all right, all right. This is life with Uni V Soul. And now that the summer is closing, we are ending the Powerful Women series. I hope you enjoyed all the episodes. But right now, we're getting to the very last one. And this is a very special guest. You know, we did a song together. I did her podcast intro. I think she has like almost 400 episodes. And every time she releases, I'm on that joint. Introducing my next guest, Dr. Shannon. Hello? Hello, is this Uni? Yes, it is. Dr. Shannon. Hi. Hi. Uni, so so happy to be talking to you. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for calling and inviting me to chat with you today. I'm so excited about this. Well, you know what? I think there's, like, so much to chat, you know, because, you know, we're going back and forth online. And um, this is actually, for me, this is one of the reasons to uh, do the podcast, to get to, to get to know people, so you know, to get out of the studio, too, sometimes. Cause I'm always inside, like, doing stuff, so I hardly meet people. Absolutely. I totally agree. I love it. I love it. And I thank you so much for being the voice that introduces the podcast every single day when I do the podcast. Having your voice on my podcast makes me so happy. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> Yo, I love it. What, now, I, I was always on your website. You're in Manhattan? Well, you know what? This is interesting. I'm, I was in Manhattan, and now I go back and forth, and then am going to be back and forth between Manhattan and Minneapolis, and now we'll be moving back to Manhattan full-time. Oh, wow. You know, I'm, I'm actually 15 minutes outside of the city. I'm in Secaucus. Oh, my goodness. I always thought you were in L.A. Why did I think you were in L.A.? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. In fact, when I, got, when, I got, when I got your call, I was like, Jersey? What, what the heck? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I'm, wow, so you're 15 minutes outside of the city. Yeah, I'm, I'm right outside of Lincoln Tunnel, right there. I'm like, it's one train stop. Oh, so. my goodness. Uni, this is great. You know, we're going to be neighbors. And I'm telling yes. you, I have this feeling that there are going to be other collaborative things that we do together. Well, then, you know, then that's what I wanted to speak to you about because it's like you have – well, first I wanted to see how – right, because you had a retreat that just happened. I wanted to find out how that went. Okay, let me tell you. My camps, they um, they are so – it's, you know, life-changing. I think people use that all the time, you know, and people say, oh, it's life-changing. It'll change your life. But really, truly, it's so transformative. I take women through a four-day experience, really, uh, is heart and soul, and get to really the deeper, deeper core truths for these women. And literally, they, they transform before my very eyes. So, yeah, whenever I do a camp, um, it's, it's it's really it's miraculous and magical all at the same time. And it's really what happens when you give people very sacred space to express who they really are. And uh we focus on certainty, abundance, movement and purpose. That's where the word camp comes from. I'm mm -hmm. such a big acronym lover. So um so yeah, so it's it's uh it's a blessing and I feel very humbled and honored to be able to work with people at such an intimate level of personal growth and really expansion and expression. How did you get – like, how how many years have you been doing it? Well, you know, it's interesting, Uni. I did my first camp with a group of women back in 2000. So I started back 18 years ago, wow. and I did it, and it was it was 
incredible. It was like, oh my gosh, this was amazing. And the reason why I chose to do it was because I had been through some really powerful camp experiences um, the, like three years previous to that. And I had really gotten on a very deep personal growth journey. And I trained with a lot of chiropractors and because, you know, being in chiropractic for so long. And, and so I went on, on that route. And then I thought, wow, I want to be able to bring this similar type of experience to, you know, people who are out, outside of chiropractic. I wanted to take it to regular people. And, um, and so I went with a group of women. And then that went incredibly well. So then I decided to open it up to men and women because I'm like, well, I want to see, you know, maybe we can just see what this happens doing it co-ed. Had a great experience with that as well. And then I went through an incredible uh, several years of transition myself in my personal life and went through a couple of divorces. And so it was like I kind of put the camp thing on the back burner as far as leading them. And so I, it's been resurrected this past year. So I hadn't done oh, an actual wow. physical, you know, like that intense. I've done a lot of coaching and training with couple day events or a day event, but, but not this big four day deep dive. So it was really cool to kind of resurrect it and, and bring it back to life. And it was bigger and it's been bigger and better than I, than I hoped it would be, you know? So it's been really We're- incredible. Were you, uh, I mean, being that you took some time away, were you somewhat, like, nervous about the outcome, what it would be, the turnout, or you kind of, it was already in the bag? It's like, I already got a following. There, uh, were you kind of nervous about the turnout? Oh, you know, I was very nervous. And I'll tell you, the nervousness came from this because it was so funny, Uni, because the last time I had done camp, I had done, two, like, a two, it was a two-day, well, it was like a two-and-a-half-day camp. And when I decided you know, kind of on the curriculum, and, and I knew I was going to use a lot of the same basic principles that I used before, but also then 18 years of stuff, you know, like my own learning and my own growth and all that. So I said, you know, I'm going to expand it to four days. Mm. And then I all of a sudden I started to get nervous. I was like, oh, my gosh, because it was only me facilitating it. And, mm. and I started at, like, 6 in the morning and went until, like, almost midnight, and I led this every single day. I'm like, Am I, am I going to have enough content? That was my feeling. As it turns out, I ended up having probably three times as much content as I could even get done in a four-day period. So, um, so, yeah, it turned out better than I thought. But I was nervous because I was like, you know, I want to over-deliver for these women because they flew in from different areas of the country. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to over-deliver. And, and uh, yeah, and then from their feedback, they were like, yeah, you over-delivered. So that was really Special, special. You sound like a you sound like a performer. You sound like that's the you know when we get ready to go on stage, it's kind of this, it's the same uh, philosophy. Like oh, this person's paying these people are paying their tickets to come and see me, and you want to give them more than their money's worth, you know, so they walk yeah. away basically floating on air. Yeah, totally, it, exactly. And then also knowing how what these women were coming in, what their expectations were as far as mm. you know, some of them like. Well, all of them, really. They had very high expectations because the desires of their heart, you know, was like, not only do I want to grow, but, hey, I want to break through in my life. You know, when when I talk about on the podcast about sipping on life and feeling like at one point and many times throughout the last decade felt like I was drowning in my life, like that that's the worst feeling. And when people come to me and they say, I feel like I'm drowning. 
or, you know, I feel like I'm drowning in this area. I feel lost. I feel stuck. Like that's a horrible experience. That's a horrible feeling. It's a horrible place to be, but yet it's a beautiful place. I call it brutal because it's like brutal and beautiful <laughs> all at the same time because it's like you either, you either choose to change yep. or you're kind of choosing to die. And so for me, the expectation wasn't even, oh, to get their money's worth because no money really could pay for what these women got. I wanted mm. them to have true transformation where it's not just, hey, I got a little excited and motivated or inspired. I wanted them to see, like, I've seen lasting change in my life. And that's what's happened. And I, I meet with these women every week um, through a, a group coaching online. And so we touch base every week. And the changes that I've seen since camp, uni have been amazing. But so did, you know, I mean, go ahead. When you say that, too, you know, it's it's one thing, you know, when when a group of people or somebody gets around somebody that gets them, you know, fired up about life and wanting to change their life, it, I, you know, I notice that you'll see that person, you'll see the twinkle in their eye, and they'll be all fired up. But sometimes people have the issue that when they get on their own and have to do the self-work, then they start to get a little bit discouraged or they let things get in the way of, of the, the process. So that you're, you know, outside of the camp, you're saying that you're seeing these women you know, through the internet every week, do you notice like a up and down? I mean, because that's life anyways, it has ups and downs. But then do you notice sometimes that the, um, maybe the energy has changed with somebody from week to week where it's like, uh, you know, like they feel like they can't, you know, push through or, or they're not making a complete transformation? Oh, completely. So this is what happens is we get in this, we get into, especially with self-development. Okay. Let's call it self-help, self-development. It's really BS because the reality is it's not a one-time thing. It's called life, and it's called yes. growth. And in the middle of growth is the OW, the OW. And there's a lot of OWIs, you know, that is a part of the growth process. So, you know, it's the whole idea isn't like you go back and somehow now you got it and you've arrived and somehow, you know, you're just at the top of the mountain. It's like, no, guess what? There's another mountain to climb because the journey doesn't end here. So each week, you know, yeah. different different ones in the group will come up and say, "Man, I am struggling with this this week." You know, I have, and 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 all we do is like remind, like, "Hey, remember what we learned at camp with that?" And it's practicing the art of living well and loving yourself well every single day. And sometimes that doesn't look pretty. So yeah, I see it, and I see it in my own life. This is a thing. I mean, right. uni, I know, you know, it's like as humans, like we have this whole, this is, this is what we have in common. And it's like life sometimes doesn't feel good, but it doesn't mean we stop. We, we keep going. We keep growing. And it's through the most brutal times we can have the most beautiful growth. Yeah. You have your breakthroughs. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? And, and, and it's one step at a time. And, you know, really, truly, because – when people come to me, I'll say, like, hey, if you think I'm here to fix you, first of all, um, I'm not here to fix you because you're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. I spent <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars, and I'm not kidding you, with coaches and this and that guru traveling around the world trying to get the answers. Like, this is going to be the answer. This will be the solution that fixes me. Finally, I said, screw it. I don't need fixing. I need finding, and I'm going in, and I'm going to find me. And every time I find another little aspect of me, even if it doesn't look good, doesn't feel good, I'm going to find it, understand it, discover it, get to acknowledge and accept it, and in a, in a way, learn how to love it, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, that's living. 
and what? So I guess you, you said that you personally spent, like, you spent your own money trying to to heal your own self. What from going what through divorces or going through a divorce or just the life situations you, you had to go through? Yeah, yeah. You know, I actually both. So before my first divorce, I went on this real intense journey of self discovery because I was like, you know, I wanted my business to grow, I wanted my life to grow, I wanted to. You know, like that feeling of like, is this all there is? Um, right. You know, what more is missing? Even though I'm very, you know, I'm deeply spiritual, like I have a very personal relationship with God, with Jesus. Like I, I got that, but it was like, there's something, like there's something missing. What's missing? You know, like this feeling of there's something else. And so I just go on this speaking and, and trying to be better. I think that was the word, you know, just trying to be better, trying to be my best. And then, and then through that process, then going through, like I said, more than one divorce, and then I was just felt so broken, and it was just such a hard time. And then one day I, I woke up and I was like, "What the heck? This better thing is BS." Because what is better anyway, and what is best? I mean, I think best is about, and I, I use this acronym all the time, and. It, sounds cliche, but being excellent starting today, well, what does that look like? It looks like the truth today. And sometimes the truth today doesn't look good, you know, in that moment. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. But the the ultimate truth is, hey, we're on a journey here. And I I made the decision. I was like, I'm going to discover and find who I really am. And I'll be honest with her and about her. And and so I'm not, you know, and I still have coaches in my life. I still have coaches in my life, but I seek that for a different reason than I used to because I used to seek mm. it to fix me. Because you know what? If we always feel like we need to be fixed, think about that. That's, that's a really brutal place to be. Like there's yeah. something wrong with me. There's something wrong with me. And mm. I always say to people, like, let's not talk about what you think's wrong. Let's talk about what's right and let's focus there and get to know that and expand that and let her or him out of, you know, out of your heart and soul. And, and, and all of a sudden, all the wrongs kind of go away because it's not about what's wrong or right. It's about what's working or not working in your life. That's it. You know, I, I learned from uh, being younger, they used to always say, put love in hell to come out right. So it's like you could be going through hell. You, you know, you just apply a little love and you just, just go through it. And then at the end, you'll come out right. So it's kind of like the in, in that aspect, just like you know, keeping uh, no matter what you're going through in life, like keeping a a positive attitude about it, even though when you know, I mean, there's gonna be all kinds of stuff being thrown at you. That's the whole point of life. Totally. So, <laughs> so, so tell me then. So tell me, you need like what, like where, where? I mean, where in your life have you felt like you've been through a time that at the time looked so brutal and almost like I don't even know if I'm going to make it and maybe I don't even want to make it. Um, have you ever had a time <laughs> like that in your life? And if you have, like, how did you get through that? I have several times in my life, especially with music. I've had several times yeah. where I've lost everything. And when I was single, while I was married, losing the house. like So I had several times in this, pursuing this, what I'm doing now, today. And um, there's been times that I didn't think that I was going to get through it. And it's weird that you asked because um, I remember the first time, I think I was in my early 20s, and I put everything into music, a studio and everything, and I lost everything. And I ended up having to go live in Connecticut with my mother. And it was just, like, kind of humiliating. And um, yeah. and I said I would never do music again. And in that same week, I would, my uncle took me to a music store, and the same thing that I was trying to get away with, 
I mean, get away from was the same thing that healed me. So it's always been the same thing. It's always been music for me has always been like a self therapy thing. And every single dark moment that I had, even and the thing that's crushed it, like I said, it's a, like I've lost everything behind it on several occasions, and I've been in this really dark place because of it. But it's the same thing that pulls me out. So then I've learned to just like, okay, this is just part of it. <laughs> this is just you know, and I just write my songs and I just continue pushing forward. And then now what? I'm 41 now, and in the last two, three years, everything that I've went through from being a teenager with dealing with music has come out. And now the rough stuff still happens, but I handle it differently. So it, nothing nothing changed, but before when I was younger, I just didn't know how to handle it. And it just seemed like it was like world ending, you know? And it, so it doesn't get easier. You just get stronger. That's what I noticed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is, you gave me goosebumps. When you said the same thing that you kind of like try to run from is the same thing that's healing you, it's because it's your truth. We think about yeah. that. Like, if yeah. we well, understand you, our truth, go, go ahead. No, no, no you know, it, it's with you because you said that too, like uh, before when you were saying about being honest with yourself. And it's true. It's like the worst thing that you can do for anybody, women or men, is just lie to yourself. It's like you continue, yeah. continuously, you live a lot. You know, you're going to lie to yourself, and you're, you know, that thing is coming out in front of other people too. So it's just like you're just living a lie. No matter how many things or fancy things you try to put in front of you or you like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, none of that stuff even matters. You have to be brutally honest with yourself. And it hurts. It hurts. Yeah. You know, it, it hurts. You know, I, I've had mentors, even with the music, the reason why it's working now, because I've had mentors saying, hey, if this is not, if this, you're not making a living uh, the way that you're doing it, then it ain't working. You need to go and fix it. But I was, like, still beating on a dead horse. And then, like, so I had mentors, yeah. like, shaking, you know, the ugly truth. And it hurt to look at it. It's like, yo, I'm a failure. But it's not really failure. You know, it's just like you learn from it. And it's just like, okay, what do I do next? Yeah. And you know what? When you said it hurts, I'm thinking, yeah, because you know what? Um, it hurts because it heals. And, you know, yeah. you got to feel it to heal it. And, and there isn't anything that will heal faster than the truth. Like, Oh my you know, God. Because, because then you can see it. You can go, all right, all right, all right. It's not about the problem. Let's look like, okay, this is what it is. Now let's talk solution. Let's talk possibility yeah. instead of all this other thing, but all these other things. But, you know, the, the thing that you said, too, about how it's it still, things still happen. You just handle them differently. I'm thinking about the, one of the biggest lies I think we as humans tell ourselves, and especially in, in our youth, because we don't know any better, is mm. we tell ourselves, like, if it's going good, it means I'm succeeding. If it mm -hmm. feels good, it is good. And it's like, no, that's not necessarily the case because you can be going along all well and good and life then punches you in the stomach and then you think there's something wrong with you because you hurt or you think, well, okay, I failed now. And it's like, no, this is part of you actually winning, but you're taking the road called life. And this, so, so before, it, to me, it seemed like it was so all or nothing. Like it was, mm -hmm. it was like, it, it, you know, and never seeing that, you know what, it's the ups and downs that create the greatest up. But mm -hmm. so before it seemed devastating, where now it's like, oh, yeah, I've lived through that before. That's not I devastating. Think that's that's, that's, I think that's ego. I think that's ego. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. That's yeah. Yeah. You you think it, yeah. you're like, oh, and then you go, yeah, I've lived through that. So you go, yeah, you know, yeah. And and then I realize now, like, if I start to get to a place where I'm down about something or I start to question and I start to doubt, then I go, oh, yeah, I remember the last time I felt like that. That was mm, just mm. before a big break. That was just before a big breakthrough. That was just before a big aha moment. I go, okay, so I need to look deeper now within me instead of looking out and saying, 
hey, well, how am I missing something? It's like, no, it's in me. Be willing and committed to go in and, and do the deep dive and stop working on ourselves. Instead, work with ourselves. Because yeah. I worked against myself by trying to work on myself for so long. Finally, I said, I'm going to get off myself and I'm going to simply get with myself. And things started <laughs> shifting. And it's practice. It's, 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 you know, it's all it is, is it's practice and putting it into practice. But you know, the hard, it, it becomes harder, it becomes harder to practice as you get older if you don't practice, if you're stubborn in your ways. And I think the one, the one thing that we, we were hitting on and just to go back to it is just dealing with the truth. The sooner that you're able to face it, no matter what it is, the sooner you can start just handling it. You know what I'm saying? Because you're no, no longer in, in denial. You know, and that's the issue. Totally. I mean, so, you totally, know, I, okay. that, go ahead. Oh, no, no, you got it. You got it. I was just going to say, well, on, on the, the topic of truth, this is one of the biggest truths that I learned about truth. And it really changed the way I look at truth even is one of my mentors said to me, said, if it can't be interpreted at least two different ways, it's probably not true. And at mm. first I didn't, I didn't quite get that. You know, I was kind of bugged by it. So it was like, no, it's like it's either one way or the other. And he's like, are you willing to see truth through a different lens or from, you know, instead of looking at it from from that perspective, go on the other side, the other, you know, 180 and look at it. And I'm telling you, that changed it. Because it's like it can be still be the truth, and we can see it very differently. And And he just said, look, if you are willing to see truth, from the full true perspective, then you're you're onto something. But if you look at truth only from one side of that sun, you know, and 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 not from the other side, he's like, you got to be willing to go into your the dark side too. He said, yes. you can't just say where the sun is shining. You have to go into your dark. He always, he would always say, you look at a, a pond and you see the lily pads. He said, oh, that looks all well and good and beautiful, right? He said, well, underneath that water, there's murky, muddy. Yep. Are you willing to go into the mud and the dark? And I go, wow. Because he said, you know what? If you're not willing to go and you're not willing to see your dark side, you will not see truth because you're only looking at it with the lights on because you got to be willing to take the light into that and see it for what it is. And I was like, whoa, game changer. You know, it, it's like it's kind of like a cliche thing where it's like, uh, you know, failing or getting knocked down, it builds character. You hear it all the time. And then, but mm -hmm. then, like, that's, like, as, as you keep progressing, you kind of realize, yeah, it, it kind of, like, seeing that dark side, going through the mud, getting your hands dirty, being hurt, all the time, it does build character. It does build, you know, as you get older and older and, and you know, just basically getting wiser, it basically shapes who you are. And then you know what you want and you don't want. You know, you hope that you know, well, you know, for the most part. But that was going to ask you, too. I was going to ask you, like, dealing with that, too, and then dealing with, uh, you know, with, with people on a, on a regular basis, sometimes these people have to face their truth. Do you ever get, like, in, in a, a backlash? You know, because sometimes when somebody has to face their truth, or, or do you just bring it, you just bring everything with honey, so just move everything over? Or because, you know, sometimes when somebody has to hear something or, you know, or they learn something about themselves, they don't take to it too well. Yeah, you know what? This is the thing. Great question. Um, I... I have this saying, and, and I didn't create it, and I'm sure you've heard it before, but, like, it's huge, is other people's opinions of me are none of my business. And when I first heard that, the first time I was like, ooh, that's, like, liberating, right? But <laughs> the, kind of, the, the kind of sequel to that is that my opinion of someone else isn't 
my business or their business unless they make it my business. So what I mean by that is unless somebody asks for my opinion or pays me for my opinion, they don't value it. So the people that I work with that I will like kind of hold that mirror up in front of and help them see their truth, it's because they've given me permission to do that. Or I've asked for permission. You know what I mean? And that's yes. huge because, because when people are really seeking it, even though it's still not easy, people have given me permission to speak into their lives. Where if I didn't have that permission, it would be backlash big time. And trust me, I've done it many times where I've, especially with family members, close people, you know, my close circle, I just thought yes. I would give my opinion to everyone. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't go well. <laughs> No they different than when their, someone just tries to dump. <laughs> they turn your head at you. Nobody asked you. Yeah. Yep. Nobody asked you. Exactly. But yeah. think about it, Uni. Nobody wants to be told what to do. I mean, you know, I don't. And, and people that know me well, they say, yeah, she does not like to be told what to do. But you know what? If I ask her, you know, I have, I am very coachable. But, and, and you know, I, I want to I learn and grow as much as anyone. Uh, but I ask for help or I, you know, and, and or pay for help. But um, to simply uh, just have someone coming at you, 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 nobody likes to be told that. I guess not so much like that, but, you know, even if somebody's looking, you know, sometimes I don't want to say fishing for compliments, but sometimes, you know, somebody, it could be a friend, you know, I guess it, it come, becomes harder when it is friends or family, but, you know, sometimes it's not. It's not unsolicited. It's, uh, you know, they may ask, and then what they get in return could be true, and they just don't respond to it well. So you never had any of those, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, like you can't handle the truth moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want it, but, <laughs> you know, and, and it's like, you know, it, 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 it happens. I mean, I don't know. That's why I got kind of asking, like, yo, has that ever happened? Even though somebody was like, yo, they're cool with it. Yo, let, let me know. You know, my, my gloves are off. Please tell me everything so I can improve. And then you tell them, and it's like, oh, damn. Yeah. And then they come. Yeah, no, I've Ooh. had that happen. Totally. I've, I've had that happen. And, and, and you know what? You can sense it. It's so interesting, the energy of people's walls coming up and ego. Um, yeah, I it, it has. And, and, you know, in those cases, you, you, you just love them where they're at, you know, because not everyone's ready at that level. And, you know, that's why, too, like with even my coaching clients, you know, some of them, some of them get results faster than others because, you know, some uh, of it's like peeling the onion. You know, you like you can't go to the core of anything until you peel away the layers. And um, and with every la- layer of peeling the onion, you know, you the tears come, right? So right. you start to see the pain and, and, and you start to see the, the raw nature of it and so um yeah i've went too fast with people before and like pulled too many layers and then owie you know that doesn't feel good and then you have to wow. kind of regroup and you know and, and, and apology if necessary but usually it's you know i've always i i would say for the most part i always at least focus on asking permission to share like you know i'm going to share the truth with you right now it, but it, but again seeing this is the truth from my perspective have you thought about you know, have you thought about this? And when you ask people, have you thought about this? If they're really truly open, um, they'll see it. But you know what? They may see it differently than you or I might think they, in quotes, should see it. But however they see it is how they see it. 
you know. And that's cool too. So, it's just being being able to add that extra perspective, you know, it's helpful. Yeah. This is probably the biggest truth that for me that really helped and um it's really helped even in, like with my coaching too is is asking people how's that working for you? Cuz at the end of the day, um it's it's like I said it's not a right or wrong. It's if it's working for you, great. You go, have at it. But if it's not working for you, then are you willing to see it a different way so that it can work for you if that's truly your desire, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because I've had a lot of people, let me tell you, and this is this is not just with my clients. Like, I dealt with this myself, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, is when we think we know. Like, we are literally, it's like, we think we know it, and yep. we would bet our life on it. And at some level, we have bet our life on it, and we are holding on to this thing. Like, we've got all, you know, all our money on one place, and we're saying, mm. like, you mm. talk with your music. Like, you put it all in, and it's like, and no matter what, you're just like, I know what I know what I know. And it's like, well, then you have to say, like, but if is it working for you? And if you want to keep holding on to what you think you know, and not get results, that's your choice. But then when you're feeling the, the negative, you know, the negativity and all of the stuff that comes with that, like when you're ready to actually get it working, then you have to be willing to see it differently. You know? You have to. We want everybody else to. to change. We want, yeah, yeah. And that's not easy. That's a fight because you know what? It's easy for me even, you know, at least sit here and now we're talking about it. Like we somehow got it. But you know what? It's never this obvious when you're right in the middle of it and you're just like why am I wrestling and fighting and, and everything is a struggle then you go oh my gosh maybe you, it's because of me yes yeah and you know and I can and I can it's like supplemental stories that go with exactly what you're talking about because I had a mentor and she was 91 years old and I shouldn't say what she's still alive now she is 91, and she sat me down and she said, Uni, how long are you going to continue to do this the way that you're doing it and not get the results? It doesn't make sense what you're doing. And I told her, I was like, until I figure it out, because I thought I had it figured out. But to fail almost 20 years straight, I obviously didn't have it figured out. And when I say fail, it's like, yeah, on um, to people on the outside looking in, they say, they're always like, yo, he has it together. He's here, he's there, he's Microsoft, MCP, he's doing shows. But it's like I have three daughters, and I could not, you know, make a like make a proper living from doing it. And so she's like, "How, you know, how are you gonna keep doing it?" And then it's like, you know, being I got ego again. And so I was like, "I'll just figure it out." And it wasn't until several different mentors kept pointing out the same thing, and I was like, "You know what? Maybe it is me. <laughs> like, maybe I'm just in denial." And and then when I actually sat down and started facing my own truth, then that's when the you know I had to start looking at it different. I got, I had too many people that were professionals that kept telling me it's like hey, your focus is all messed up. You know you're like you're on to the right thing, but you have to change your focus. And it's, lo and behold, so. And thank God, but you know that's all part of the process too. You know, I mean sometimes it takes a little longer, but at the end of the day, you know you yeah. see it for what it is, and and then you see like wow it's. You know, we always want life to change. We want people in our life to change. We want this to change and that to change. Instead of saying, like, gosh, you know, maybe maybe I can change. But not because I'm trying to be better, but because this isn't working over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. and, and, and simply call it what it is. And 
that's not easy because I, I was in a very similar situation, Muni, where on the outside, like, everyone would have said, oh, yeah, Dr. Shannon, she's so successful, blah, 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 moving, shaking. And I was like, yeah, I was busy doing a lot of stuff, but I was mm. running. I was running myself ragged. And I was running from, I was running from parts of me I didn't even know existed, you know? And um, and and even though it was working in one level, one area, it wasn't working in all areas. Right. Like something, something's got to change. And I finally said one day, I was like, you know what? Um, if I don't make a change, um, you know, and, and actually it came. I was I was in private practice. I was coaching. I was teaching fitness classes. I was wow. being a single mom. I was I was uh, had a radio program. And Ooh. a few other things in there. And I was taking care of patients on staff at a world-renowned cancer hospital. So all this is happening at the same time while going through a divorce, okay? Oh and God. not and it wasn't my first divorce, okay? So it was like, all right, you know, finally after uh, more than one, I finally said, Shannon, you're the common denominator here. You know what I mean? Oh. So anyway, so I – but I sat here and I, I, I started seeing that the patients that were coming to me at the hospital – all had a very similar story as my story. They were busy doing a lot of stuff, moving and shaking, superwoman, superman syndrome, I like to call it. Mm-hmm. And they're busy taking care of everyone else but themselves. And I looked at that one day and I said, I looked at, I just said, this is my future if I don't stop. Like something has to change. And, you know, going through breakups, heartaches, you know, divorces, it's like, all right, I am the common denominator. Why do I continue to keep choosing this? And so I said, I'm going to go in to my heart and soul, and I am going to uncover every square inch of it, good, bad, ugly, I don't care. I'm going to know it, and I'm going to see it, and I'm willing to see, and so I can, you know, make a change. But you know what? I, I had to be scary. It had to be scary when you first, when you're first, like you realize that, oh, I'm the common denominator, and you're like, oh, damn, <laughs> like you know, Tell me about like, it. you know, it's like, oh my god, I wasted. Like it's scary in a in a multitude multitude of places. It's like scary because it's like, man, I just wasted a lot of time, and since you don't realize it's like all part of the process, but then it's like I wasted a lot of time, and then it's like, okay, now I gotta fix this too. Now, like, how much time am I gonna? been doing this it's like it's, it's a scary place to be in oh it was it was totally i was i was talking about from going from scared to sacred you know but it's one little minor adjustment two letters you flip flip them around but let me tell you mm. that process from scared to sacred is so powerful but i got to tell you i got to a place you need where it, it it got so bad within my heart and soul like where i was feeling such depth of like pain and 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 this heartache that I was so tired emotionally. I was so emotionally tired that it was like, all right. Like, I, I literally felt like I had to put, I put my hands up, and I was just like, I, I freaking surrender, okay? Like, right. I cannot do this. I cannot do this anymore. So it, even though it was scary, um, it didn't feel as scary as staying on the path that I was in. Because I remember one day I was I was crying like snot bubbles coming out my nose and I was saying to a dear friend of mine I said when's it gonna stop being so hard and you know what she said to me she said she goes when you're ready for it to stop being hard 
And I was so pissed. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you, you're you telling me right now? Like, this is one of those moments where, you know, somebody gives you the truth and you can't handle it, but you know it's the truth because if you know this person wouldn't lie to you and you feel it in your soul like, okay, it's the truth. And and I was so mad. I was like, you think I'm choosing this? And all of a sudden, I, I just started bawling like, like, like uncontrollably. And I, I said to her, I said, okay, you're right. And I said, so help me because I don't know how to not do hard. Help me mm. not do hard. And so my common denominator that I was in all of this was that I was so committed to hard. And I didn't realize I had gotten so committed to hard that when ease showed up, I brushed past it. It, it must be, yeah, right. It, ease shows up. It's like, well, that must not be the right way because it's too easy. That's not going to bring anything. For some reason, like, yeah. I'm, like, wired to believe that, you know, like, to make it harder than what it needs to be. And it really doesn't need to be that. But that's, like, I think that's everybody. Yeah, it's the human condition. But let me tell you, I mean, it's brutal. <laughs> but, but again, it brings you, it brings you to your knees. And, 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 and thank God, you know, eventually, um, it brings you to your knees, at least for me, after, you know, three major knockdowns. I mean, three major knockdowns. I finally was like, all right, I'm ready to find a new way now. So then what do you do now? Okay, but okay, so then, like, in the past, you, you're doing all these things, right? And excuse me, there's like, I'm walking by the street. But um, you're, you're doing all these things and you realize you're doing too much. But now, even now today, when I go and I look, it's like you're doing a lot, right? Because you're a chiropractor, wellness coach, got the podcast, and I'm sure you're doing several other things on top of that. So what's the difference between now and what was before? You know, because you're doing a lot yeah. still. Yeah, you know what? Bless your heart for asking that. That's a question I've been asking myself, too, because I will tell you this. I I have, I am wired, I think innately, I'm wired. I'm a doer, you know? I'm a, I'm a big dreamer, but I'm also a big doer. And so I'm wired to do. Um, so I, so the difference is watching my intention and why I do what I do. Mm. Um, where, where, and really checking myself with it. Um, so that's a work in progress. That's definitely an area that I have to watch. You know, um, I, I don't know if you listen to any of Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. I love Gary V. Yes. And he talks about, yes, he talks about, you know, how, um, you know, he's, he's in it, like he's, he's got an entrepreneurial spirit that's been in his DNA. Um, that's in my DNA. Like I really resonate with him. Um, you know, it's, it's like, I go, yeah, I, I was raised that way. I was raised on a farm. My mom and dad both had their own businesses. We, we had to work for every single bit. I mean, our, the food that was on the table, we worked for that. I learned from a young age, like you work for, or you don't eat, you know? Um, mm. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's in me. And so for me, I'm also very creative in my mind. Like my mind constantly comes up with ideas and creation. So I just run and like, oh, I want to create it. You know, like I'll just create it. I'll create it. But for me, I've had to stop and say, right, it's, it's not about simply doing. It's about doing on purpose and keeping everything sure of A, is it working? And, and the biggest thing is, is it my life's work? And so you know what? I, yeah. You, I, 
because you you said like you have all these creative ideas. I, I you know I, I didn't want to stop your train of thought, but I wanted to ask you like no, go ahead, go ahead. People, yeah, from spreading your stuff because I just I was at the barbershop today and I have a barber friend who's an entrepreneur and I'm telling them I was like yo I feel like it's, it's sometimes it could be too much and it's like maybe start holding back on projects because all these ideas come out and you start running and you start doing all these things and when do you you know pull back and he's like no you just push forward everything push forward and then it's like. Now I'm talking to you, and you're on the same side, like a like the same conversation. It's a continuation of the conversation I had with him, and it's like, and you kind of are looking at it. It's like you realize that you have all these ideals, and you don't go and pursue every single one because you're saying it has to align with your intentions. Yeah, and, and you know what? This is interesting, Uni. And what was really a game changer for me um, is this: um, three major knockdowns, three divorces, heartache, heartbreak. Still, you know, building building my practices, being an entrepreneur, everything's going constantly, being a single mom, all that stuff going on. Well, when I made the decision that I was like, you know what, I need a break and I need to shift gears big time. I pretty much sold or gave away pretty much, you know, 80, 90% of my belongings. And I moved wow. to New York City because it was always my dream to live in New York. So I moved with three suitcases, um, not knowing there was one person that I knew in the city, but this person was like hardly ever in the city because he's an actor and moving around, whatever. So I moved in really virtually knowing nobody. Um, and I didn't have a job lined up, nothing. And I knew my heart's desire was that when I moved to New York, I was going to switch it and I was going to go full-time coaching and part-time chiropractic. I was writing my third book at that time as well. And I wow. simply said, I'm, I'm taking, I'm going to go sit in Central Park. And like literally my daughter said to me, Mom, what are you going to do when you get to New York? And I said, I'm going to sit in Central, Central Park with my feet in the grass. And um, <laughs> I always get emotional when I talk about this because I just remember feeling like I couldn't, it was like at a point where I almost felt like I couldn't breathe. I was, it was so intense. And I said, I, I'm just going to sit in the grass. And so I, I get and I sit in the grass. And it was the first time I put my feet in, a, in bare feet in the grass for, like, years. And as I sat there and I, I started really contemplating my life, I, I shifted. I shifted gears. But I also realized that my innate, like, my innate nature, like I said, I'm a doer. I'm like, get it done, you know. So I start, I start coaching, you know, more full-time and um, part-time chiropractic. And everything's going well, but then I start to notice that I'm starting to do the plate spinning again, okay? I seriously start to feel like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, that's a good idea. And, you know, being, you know, in New York City, like, if you don't run, you're, you're going to get run over, like, yep. for real. So, so I remember saying to a friend, I'm like, I'm really glad I know who I am because if I didn't, like, this city will tell you who you are and they'll lie to you. You know, this city will lie to you. <laughs> Everyone blames it on the city, but I'm like, man, I'm glad I know who I am because there's just so many opportunities, like the energy and all that. So I finally, I caught myself spinning place again. And then all of a sudden I heard in my soul, like, I heard the voice of God in my heart. And I heard this, imagine, imagine what we could do if you weren't so distracted. And I was like... Okay, so I, I, I pressed into, like, what does that mean? And and what I heard was, like, let everything go except your life's work. And I knew my desire was to coach, wow. you know, and I know that I'm a, I'm, I'm a messenger of hope. So I cut my hours down. I was only seeing patients six hours a week, and the rest of the time was only coaching. And so I go on that path, and everything's going well. And then I write the book, and it's like it, it, I, the book launched on the 
Well, let's see. The book launched on the 12th of February, and on the 15th, it went number one, Amazon number one bestseller. Wow. And, um, and, and I was like, thank you. And, and I was so I was so stoked. I was on the phone with my mom and dad. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, this is like, and all of a sudden, I was like, could it be this easy? Everything, there's just an ease, like, everything has flown and grown, and I'm so glad I, you know, took got focused and I wasn't distracted. And two days later, guess what? I get a phone call. My brother telling me that both my parents have been killed in a car accident. Oh my God. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And uh, talk about a game changer on every freaking level, Uni. And everything, everything stopped and everything changed. For, for like for eternity for me in that moment, you know, and since that day, um, I don't look at time the same. I don't look at life the same. And that sounds cliche, but for real, like, I mean, I used to think that love was the, the most important thing. But what I realized from that experience is that love is the only thing that matters. So I, I, the stuff that you see me doing, it's like the content that I'm creating every day. It's because mainly because I know that when I leave planet earth, I want my daughter to be able to have these videos and these audios to go back to because every single thing my parents have ever written or any video, any picture, any memory I have of them, that is what I hold most dear in my heart. So it's like I am like I am maximizing the time I have left here on Earth because I just turned 50, and I'm like, you know what? I plan to go to a 111. I do, um, but I'm like every second is so valuable, and if I don't love it and if it's not a part of my life's work, which I know because God's told me I'm a messenger of hope, I'm like, then you know what? I ain't doing it. Even if it's a great idea and even if it might make me so-called a lot of money if I run down that road, if I run down this road, it's like, no, you know what? I'm running this race because I love to run, but I'm doing it for different reasons this time. So that's how it's different. But I will tell you, long answer to your short question is um, I still, I have to check myself all the time. I have to check myself all the time. And that is, I mean, it's not easy because I, We'll start doing things for the right reasons, seemingly. And then I go, wait a minute, Shannon, but is this the old saying, even though I don't like using the word should, I love this saying, just because you can doesn't mean you should. So like right. bottom line is I, I really have to, I have to check myself and I can tell because I start getting out of balance and I start to, that feeling starts to come back. Like, Ooh, I feel that that's familiar. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing hard anymore. Even though has this been the hardest, the last two years been the hardest Hardest two years of my life. I've never worked so many hours. I've never created so much in my entire life as I have in the last two years. I've never worked hours like this. Being a chiropractor full time is easy compared to this. And I used to think before, like I worked a lot, like no. But the difference is, as I'm doing my life work, and if I were to go out tomorrow, I know I went out doing exactly what I'm called to do. You went out with guns blazing. You know. <laughs> so anyway, no, that got, that got heavy there. That's that's so that's so that's the answer to your question, at least so no. as as far as I know it today. You know, that's that's yeah. what I've come up with. 
Well, because you know what? Because, you know, you uh, you can ask 10 people, 100 people that same question that are actually pursuing something. And everybody's answer is kind of different because of the circumstance. Like you had a, a, yeah. a circumstance that made you appreciate. And even before that, you were probably already appreciative of the time. But then it's like I had this, this is uh, an episode ago with a, a, a female a friend of mine, and we were talking about uh, folks not having uh, the sense of urgency with time, you know, kind yeah. of just like being very lackadaisical with time and then I'll get to it or whatever going to happen. Hey, I'm making money, you know, like money has to be the key factor, whatever the case may be. And it's like the time is so precious. It's like I just I, I'm always uh, like shocked as uh, like for people to not take it urgent. And it's usually a life changing situation where all of a sudden, you know, this person has a heart attack or so, something happens and somebody's like, that says, oh, oh, my God, now let's start taking life serious, you know, and um, or not so not so much uh, serious, but just a sense of urgency to leave something, leave something, leave the world in, in better shape than when you came in. You know, yeah, and, uh, and it, totally, totally. And to learn something. It's like, what's the, yeah. what is, what am I learning? If I'm learning something, then that means I'm teaching something. You know what I mean? Yes. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. And you know, I, I especially see it with the, the divorced women that I work with. Um, and divorced men and women, but I also with the podcast, you know, it's primarily, I work with a lot of women that are in transition and whatnot. And, and I just say to him, like, I know what it's like to cry yourself to sleep for, you know, three years. Come on. Like, I'll never get that time back. Like, for real? So I, I, being on the other side of it now, I can say to them, like, don't, like, it's not, the light isn't at the end of the tunnel. It's in the tunnel. It's in you. And you know what? <laughs> feel it. Yes, feel it. But get yourself on the fast track out because you know what? You don't get this time back, my dear. You do not get uh. this time back. And, and I, I just, it's huge, you know, it's, it's huge, and it's, it's time, like, what are we waiting for? Like, I mean, you know, this, 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 what, what happened with my parents, too, you know, even though, of course, I knew that but they're, someday they're going to die, you know, it's like, of course, nobody lives forever. They were only 70 years old, 70 and 71, but it's like, you know, when something like that happens, you go, Oh my gosh, this is no joke. People really do die. Like this, nobody, none of us is get. We're we're not getting out of here alive, you. So what are we doing? It, it kind of keeps it in perspective. Like what are we doing? You know. Wow. Yep. Damn. It's true. <laughs> I just think. No, I take a moment. Yeah, you know, just to think about it, right? Because it's like, I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's it's unavoidable it's around the corner so it's like what do you do it is like you put both put 10 toes down and get busy you know like yeah and something. you know and then, you, and then you ask yourself yeah go ahead go ahead i didn't mean to inter interrupt no no that was it that, yeah. no that was it no that was it you know because you, you know and, and ask yourself like why am i doing what i'm doing you know what what is yeah. really the purpose of this you know because like my parents when they went they went to church that night and oh, they left church and, and a minute later a minute later okay they were both gone. Like, they were in heaven. And when I got back, as soon as I got the news, I got on the next available flight out of LaGuardia. And I, when I walked into their home, lights were still on, windows were open. Like, they didn't plan on going that day. Like, right. it was like, it went in, unless, you know, I, I, my desire for every human, every human on planet Earth is that they don't wait for a moment like that to see, like, Life plays for keeps, you know what I mean? And yeah. and and if we're not 
if we're not living the life that we know is authentically who we freaking are, then what are we doing? Because life is so, like, it's, it's not even saying, like, it's fragile. It's, it's just, like, it's such a gift. Like, we only have a certain amount of time. It's, in, you know, it's finite. So if we could do, you know, if anyone that's listening today, if, if there was something that you keep saying, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that, like, if you could do that right here, right now, like, what would that be? And, and not only do it, be it. Like, allow who you are to be expressed. And then when that happens, Judy, there's a need to that that is really mind-boggling. Like, I would have never thought that it, there could be an ease to full expression like there has been such an ease to full expression. But, but you know what? Somebody, I'll play devil advocate on that one yeah. because I have a, uh, these type of conversations, what we're having right now, and the energy's going back and forth, I have that type of conversation. And it's usually amongst friends and family where you want to see the best for somebody. And the issue becomes where it's like, well, it's just not that easy. Well, you're saying, you know, it's just not like knowing that, you know, there's a time limit and it's like, well, you know, I got to work. I got this. And it could be a, it could be a person with no kids, no, you know, just no responsibility outside of themselves. And it's like, well, I'm making money and this is what it's about. And it's like, you know, and then you have the conversation. It's like, yo, you, you know, maybe, you know, trying to get to your, what you really are meant to do. And it's like, Hey, I'm doing it, baby. I'm making money. And, and this is it. I, I can't, you know, it's too risky to leave my job. Like, I mean, what would you say to somebody? Like, like I, you know, I can't. I know I got all these, I, I got this thing and it's, it's fulfilling and I can do it and I'm doing it on the side and I really would like to do it full time. But, uh, hey, I gotta keep, I, I gotta do this job. So, you know, I just yeah. play around with it. You know? you know what? This is the thing, Uni, is because we get into this idea where we pigeonhole ourselves and put ourselves in a box thinking that our life's work is about a role or a job. It's not. Mm. Like, your your life's work, my life's work, is about being you, it's about being me. Like, our purpose is to breathe and to, <laughs> like, inspiration and inspire. What inspires you? If you're doing life every day, living an inspired life, it doesn't matter really what you're doing. It's how you're being while you're doing what you're doing, okay? And and I know that that's been said before, too, but I am so passionate about this because I used to think that a messenger of hope meant this job or this job. And when I look back at my life, I go, it's not about job. And it's not even about work because to me, work is, you know, expression of creative energy. And there's no, there's no greater expression of creative energy than human life. So are we allowing who we are and the the joys and the, the desires of our heart, what makes us really happy and what makes us come alive? Are we allowing ourselves to live in that inspired state even while we're going and punching the nine to five? It's not about, mm-hmm. you know, well, I, I can't leave that. I will I will inspire later. It's like, no, you're breathing right now. <laughs> so you're already in inspiration. you got to understand that. You're in inspiration, and you're heading towards expiration. So what the heck are you doing in the meantime? You know, because <laughs> truth, I, I say to people all the time, like, knowledge of the truth is what sets us free. So if you're not living in freedom, then you haven't fully entered into truth. And your truth may be, hey, you know what? My plan is for the next 
three years, I'm going to keep punching this nine to five, but I'm doing it for different reasons than what I did before. And if you're, you know, it's like where there's fear, you know, you got to look at that. There's no freedom. But where there's love, where there's truth, there's freedom. So if, you know, people are playing not to lose versus playing to win, like we we, we have to simply start playing. And then we will see that, wow, winning isn't so hard because really the only game I'm playing is I'm the only player here because I'm, it's my life. <laughs> you know? and, and if you can't play you and you can't play the role of you well, you yourself, then it, I don't care what you're doing in your 9-5 or this, that, and the other because I'm going to tell you something right now. You can't take that stuff with you anyway. I know that's right. Like, and in fact, in fact, when you leave it, people will start fighting over it. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like, so, yeah. so it's getting back to, and I know that sounds sometimes so elementary and so simple and people are like, yeah, but it can't be that easy. But I go, but how hard is it doing what you're doing right now? Like, got to ask yourself. I have no problem working and working hard and putting in the, the, the effort, but how hard is doing hard, doing the same thing over and over and getting no results or the same results? That's hard. And you, and you know what? And it bothers me. It bothers me so much when somebody says that, too. It can't be that easy. Or they say, everybody's not you. And it's like, but did you try? <laughs> did you, Did you? you know, it's one yeah. thing to say you're unhappy and you say that you want to do it. And it's another thing to just do it. And it's like you, you're not getting the results that you want. And you're just doing the same thing over and over. And the only option, I mean, that complaining cannot be the only option. It's like, do something about it. Change, change something about it. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then they turn to you, and then, uh, well, it's not that easy. I, I don't understand what is not easy about it. You know, if you but kept you know going. Oh, yeah, go, no, ahead, go ahead. I'm no, sorry to no, interrupt I'm saying, you. No, I'm just saying if you're walking down the street and you keep turning right, and every time you turn right, you smash into a wall, then maybe turn left, you know. You you wouldn't make it as a lab rat. I don't know. Like, you know, like, like learn, you know, like learn from, you know, learn from it. And like, I don't know. It just, it's just a weird, it's just a weird thing when, you know, it's like, oh, it's not that easy. And I, nah, it really is. But, you know, I guess it's But weird. you know what? You do know. But you do know. You you know what? You're speaking truth right now completely because it, I think we need to redefine what hard and what easy really mean because, I will tell you this. Before I moved to New York, I, I visited New York um, before moving. I think the last time I was in New York, so I moved in 2014. The last time I was in New York before that was like 2010. And mm-hmm. um, I remember thinking, someday I want to move here. I really want to move here. And I was up walking in the park, and I went over walking along Central Park West. Even at the time, I didn't even know it was Central Park West. I was just walking, and I was like, oh, And I see this chiropractic office, and I was like, wow. And I peeked in the windows. I remember thinking, man, you know what? Someday when I live in New York, I'm going to full-time coach, and I'm going to part-time, you know, uh, work in an office. Even though I've always had my own practice, I thought, nope, I'm going to be an associate, work a few hours. And I was like, man, that would be incredible to work right on, you know, right on Central Park. This is what I thought. I never thought about it again. Never thought about it again. Didn't try to make it happen. Nothing. So 2014, I say, yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm moving to New York City. So I moved. And then I happened to be up on the Upper West Side. I found this place that I loved. I was like, this is great. I was out walking. I saw a sign out front. Yeah, this is where I'm going to live. I said, I'm going to live there. And then I started making some, reaching out to some different chiropractors in the city. And I, and I said, you know, do you have any part-time positions? Well, then somebody that knows somebody emails me and says, yeah, I have an, uh, somebody that needs a cover doctor for a day. I go, great, I'll mm. go. 
uh, what's the address? So I get the address, I, and I'm like, wow, that's not far from where I live. That's weird. So anyway, I go there. <laughs> I'm leaving the office that night. I look over, and I see um, what it was, uh, Tavern on the Green, is that what it's called? Whatever the um, that place where they filmed um, Tiffany's, uh, Breakfast yeah. with Tiffany. I can't okay, remember I the name of it. but it's. I think. But you know Tavern what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, Tavern on the Green. Yeah, that's what it's called. Okay, so I look over at Tavern on the Green. I go, wait a minute. I go, oh, my goodness. This is the office that I peeked in the window of four years <laughs> ago. And never even gave it another thought, Uni. So I'm telling you, I didn't sit back and do nothing, and that happened. No, I was doing me, and I was following the desires of my heart. That's all. I was very clear. I knew my desires. If we're clear about what our desires are, and we allow that to lead and guide us, there's an ease to that, because it's easy to have a desire. What's what's not easy is when you deny it or you um, put it on the back burner. Now it's getting burned instead of you living a passionate life. And, and it's simply saying there's a time for everything. I couldn't have made that happen. I could not have made that happen on my own, you know. And so all of a sudden, I leave the office. I call my mom in tears. I go, Mom, I tell her the story. I go back to the office. The next time I go back to the office, I told the, the, the owner of the clinic, I said, you're not going to believe this. I go, this is what happened. And I was like, this is, this is what I'm talking about. That's the ease. The bigger picture that's going on is so beyond our little minds, you know. For real. But but you know what? Prior to that, the four years prior, even if you're like, oh, you see it four years before, and it's you know, it's, it's like part of your deepest desires. You don't have to speak on it. But the thing is too is that four years prior, you're you're doing things, you're taking actions that lead you up to to that point. Versus it's like you're like how you said it, anybody can have a desire, and it's like one of the other parts uh, to having the desire is also taking action. Because you just can't, like, oh, I want this to happen, and then just sit on your butt, and then magically, you know, hey, you know what? I'm here now. Because if you would have just went back and put in none of the work, you know, even if, like, New York City was out of your mind, if you would have put in none of the work and maybe, like, yo, I'm just going to basically just chill out and just do this over here, you, you wouldn't have been in this. You, you wouldn't have landed where you were at. You, you wouldn't have circled back there. And, I like, sometimes I feel like, Somebody will have a desire to do something, and they'll see it. And whatever reason, the fear of being successful, the fear of failure, whatever, it, it kind of paralyzes them to the point where they don't take any action. And so, so it's like one thing to acknowledge your desire and want it and be open for it, but there's that, that other component that you have to take action. And sometimes it just seems super overwhelming. And maybe you're super ambitious, and you're like, well, I, you know, it's the intangible thing. So it's like, I don't know how it's going to happen, and it's just like that little drop every single day. It's just like practicing with yourself to be a better you than you were before. So it's like without knowing what's going to happen, just, you know, just putting in the work. Totally, totally. And, you know, when you said, like, it's about taking action, but it's not about trying to make everything happen, you know? I mean, there's a time to push through, there's no doubt, but then there's a time when it's like, you know what, Um, I'm going to simply – walk through that open door there. Like, why do I keep trying to go through, like, the chimney? Or why do I keep trying to go through the back door or bulldoze, you know, underneath the basement? Like, why don't I simply walk through that open door right there? But you know what? That takes a lot of trust. It takes courage. And the biggest thing is, like, 
I was so certain and have been so certain on the desires of my heart. Um, I'll never forget the day when I realized, like, I didn't need to get what I wanted to be happy. I realized that mm-hmm. my happiness came from that place of my, my happiness was inspired by knowing clearly what I desired. How's that for being a poet, right there? That's, those are some good lyrics for, the, for a good song, right there. Oh no, you better you got your papers. <laughs> you know, but think about it. It's like, wow. I mean, that 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 changed everything because I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna hold my desires in my heart, and I'm not, and I'm gonna honor them, and I'm going mm-hmm. to hold them as real and true, and I'm gonna follow them. I'm gonna follow them. I'm not gonna say this is how it has to happen. This is how it has to look. I'm gonna simply follow the desires in my heart. I'm going to get every, up every day, and I'm going to live from that inspired place, and let's see what happens. And in the process, I was actively living and doing me. And, and it took me having to get on my knees and finally say, all right, this has got to change, and now I'm going to do something different. And, yeah, I never even thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to that office and do this, that, and the other. It's like, no, but you know what? When you, when you set a... I, it's not even setting an intention. It's simply following that innate desire. It's like a fish mm-hmm. swims because a fish is a fish, you know? And so we make it hard. We make it so much harder by saying it has to be one way. This is how it has to look. This is how it has to be in this timing. It has to be in this timing. Um, if someone would have said you could do this and this and, you know, if I would have tried to make it happen, that would have been hard. But I didn't. I simply took actions based on what was next. The next step, you know, okay, I have a choice now. This next step, responding to life, I'm going to take the next step consciously, clearly. And next thing you know, it led to the next step, and there we are, you know. And now I need to talk to you. How crazy is that? (laughs) I I think that we're taught to resist our own own self. I mean, this is like kind of – so I think that's what makes it hard. And then it's like once you do, you know, just embrace it. And then it's like it just just seems like – the universe starts opening up to you. Once you start going with what is supposed to be, what is you and what is meant for you, and you start just going after it, like it is, it is an ease to it. And it almost seems effortless, but it's not so much effortless as that you're just going with it. And then sometimes there is a lot of work to be done, but it's all, I don't know, it's not bad work. I mean, it's not, it's, it's all great work. And then you're learning from it. You're growing from it. You're putting other things out there. Other people are getting something from it. So it's like, I don't know, once you start going, you know, what is exactly aligned with you because every, you know, and that's another part too. Somebody will see somebody else's success and be like, hey, now I've got to do that. i got to do what that person yeah. did. And it's like, yeah, but you didn't live that person's life. You don't know why this person is maybe a successful real estate person or this person's successful on the radio. Like, just because that, that might not be your thing. It's like, you know, like, and especially it happens in entertainment all the time where people see somebody in entertainment. It's like, well, now I, I want to be in entertainment, and I'm going to try to put my kids in entertainment because, hey, somehow in entertainment, everybody's rich and they live this lavish lifestyle, not knowing that the inter- that's the whole part of the entertainment. They sell you the image to make you, you know, so you can escape yeah. whatever you're going. You know, and it's like, you know, sometimes, like, it's just it's just about aligning what is right for you. And it could be, hey, I own a, trunk, a trucking company or a landscaping company, or I go to my nine-to-five every day and I'm succeeding. You know, it doesn't matter, but it has to be aligned. You know, I think that that gets lost. And, it, it, you know, it's a shame because it's like a lot of times it, you, you see it with somebody younger. And so, like, especially with kids. Yeah. Like I said, I got three dogs. So, yeah. you, so you see it with somebody younger, and then maybe even in their 20s, it's like that. 
Now, the issue becomes when 30s and 40s and 50s where it's like that's that's when it becomes an issue because then it's like you know well you're you know you're getting older and it's like yo like chase your you know because then your your physical capabilities start to diminish depending on what you're going after and it's like yo why why are you waiting like you know go you know go after it i don't know yeah no that's so you're so right on you know and the thing is too is that we get in the we get ourselves in the idea that we think we know that this is how it should be or this is how success looks. And the bottom line is like, again, how is it working for you? And when there's an inspired, when you come from an inspired place and you really, I mean, think about it. Like if you're writing a song, I bet you, Uni, when you write songs, I bet you don't toil and toil and push and hard. I bet you they kind of come through you sometimes, don't they? Uh, nowadays, yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't so, always so, like that. you know, no, but just because you're practicing and you're learning how to listen to that inner voice, you know, and, and learning how to be open to actually be a catalyst for something that comes through. It's like when something flows through us, there's there's something about flow that that's where it's at. It's in that very sweet spot of flow and and learning that it. We don't have to resist it. And the more we resist who we are, the more we're going to make our life really hard and keep going back around the same the same mountain, mm-hmm. keep going around that same mountain. It's like, you know what? I don't want to just go around it. And I don't even want to go up it. I want to go through it. But I want mm-hmm. to have that experience of going up and over as well and seeing some things I didn't see before, you know? So... Yeah, I mean, you got it. You got it, Union. I mean, even the fact that, like, when I first started looking for someone to do the work, you know, for my podcast intro, I didn't, yeah. I mean, it wasn't until after I showed you. I love the sound of your voice. Your picture, you look so happy and you're smiling. <laughs> and I was like, and, and I think you had used the word urban on there. And I was like, I love urban. I love everything city, even though I'm a country girl at heart. I like, I like everything city, you know. And and then it wasn't until afterwards I was like, wait a minute, this guy's name is Uni B Soul S O L, and that's like all you know, sipping on life. That's all. That's all we talk about. I'm like, you know, I couldn't have made that happen. Like, we have that we're we're in the flow. We're in the flow of life, and we can we can go with the flow, and not in the sense of like, hey, just be, just say yes, even when you mean no, no. Say yes when you mean yes and say no yep. when you need no and, and keep flowing with your life. And, man, there's so much more ease to that because the opposite of ease is dis-ease, my friend. I mm-hmm. mean, the opposite of ease is dis-ease, and, and I choose ease. And that's, that's not – and you know what? Ease sometimes is a whole lot of work, but I choose ease over the opposite, you know? Hey, the point of least resistance. <laughs> what? You know what? <laughs> Why make it harder than when it has to be? And when you're talking about flow, I mean, I, I, you can just, it's like, it's synonymous to jazz, right? Because in jazz, you're flowing, you're improvising. And it's like, there is no, I'm watching a thing with Herbie Hancock, and it's like, there is no wrong note. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, I learned from Miles Davis that this is no, there's no wrong note. You just kind of take it and you, and you deal with it. And it's like, that's my approach for everything. And I, you know, my, my youngest daughter was doing a project one time, and she made this big, beautiful project, and then she put her name on the project, but it was upside down, and she thought she ruined the project. And I was like, nah, just put a piece of paper on it and then put a design, and it looks like it's part of it. And it's basically, you know, just flowing. And it's the same thing when you're, you're rapping and you're freestyling. You're just taking ideas out of your head 
and just going with it. And it's life is it, 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 when you're talking about the flow. That's what I you know. That's how I picture it. It's just being a dad. You you take whatever's gonna come. It's gonna go up, down. It's gonna go left, right. It's gonna go fast. It's gonna go slow. Just move with it. And then that's what I mean by it. Does, it doesn't. We see you know as we get older. That's the, I guess that's the part of the wisdom that happens because you're like you. Oh, I've seen this all before. And so, okay, now this time, last time when, it, when this thing came my way, I went head on and I smashed my face. Now this time I'm a, you know, I'm a juke to the left or something. I'm a juke to the right or I'm a jump over. And it's like you, you just get better and better and better. I mean, if, if you're, if you're flowing, you know, and the sooner you yeah. can get with your flow, you know. I love it. I love it. I love it. And you know what? Look at the word. If you, if you write up the word cre- um, reaction and you make a small adjustment reaction, can turn into creation and most people mm. go through life and there it's all about reaction 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 or we can really say you know what hey i'm going to take whatever comes at me and instead of reacting with it i'm going to simply create with what is here right now not like i'm going to do i would have could have should i No, i am and when we tap into our i am and our creative powerful you know energy of who we truly are that's when like life gets really fun and very interesting and inspiring for real. I think what you just said is a is a phenomenal point because of the the fact it's like a lot of times somebody will say, Well, I don't have X, Y, and Z, this is why I can't get started versus like, what do I have around me? And start creating something out of what you got like don't you know, uh I don't know who said I think it's Kevin Law. Somebody was like don't let the things that you can't do stop you from doing the things that you can do. And it's like, you know, this thing where it's like, I don't have this, I don't have that. And it's like, you know, and, and then, you know, kind of reactionary to that was like, well, I, the reaction is I'm not going to do anything because I don't have what I need and I got to wait for two years to get it versus like, oh, you know what? Create something. Yo, this is what I got. Get busy. And then, you know, I'll get to wherever I'm going as I'm getting busy and I'll take, oh, and then that, then it makes it not so bad because if you if you know how to make something out of nothing, once you get the little extras that come in, then that just go ahead and propels you even you know further instead of taking the attitude of like, well, I don't have what I need, so I guess I gotta wait here now and I gotta wait till I get what I gotta get, you know. Totally, totally. I mean, that right there, like that's the secret to success right there, for real. It's like what what do you desire, and then what do you have? What do you have right now? And if we focus on what we had versus what we don't have and focus within instead of focusing without, I mean, we, I'm telling you, we could do and be and experience so much more on planet Earth. I'm telling you. I mean, I feel like it's our, all of our inner calling to stop waiting for this infamous someday or mm-hmm. all the things that we think have to be, like, I'm telling you, when we talked earlier about brutal, it's like you take the brutal and you say, all right, there's something here. There's something. And I'm going to take that little heart. I'm going to breathe on it. Inspiration. I'm going to breathe on this thing. And you know something? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep moving ahead no matter what. I am mm. going to keep moving ahead. And guess what? If we all said that, and we all more than even said it, but we did it, and we were allowing ourselves, because that's what life does, Uni. Life moves ahead. Life yeah. moves. And if it's not moving, it's dying. So that's really all we're called to do. Like, keep moving with what is, and what is changes. That's it. <laughs> you know? And the, truth, and the truth never changes. Love, I mean, love is. So it's like, we keep moving in that. Like, we're unstoppable. 
Well, you know, when you say that, when you, when you, when you say that the truth never changes, I guess that's a, that's kind of the thing where, you know, somebody goes through life and the thing, and they keep finding themselves in the same vicious cycle. You know, if something happened and it's like, well, you, you, it, it keeps circling back because you haven't, you learned your lesson. Like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dating all these guys or I'm dating all these girls and they kind of screw me over all the time and it ends up, and it's like, uh, maybe it's something that, again, it goes back to, you know, goes back to me. If I'm the one that's doing the dating and it's not working out, well, then, you know, the truth keeps smacking me in my face and maybe I'm just not paying attention to what's going on and I'm blaming everybody else instead of like, yo, let me get out of my own way. Oh, okay, now things are starting to change, you know. I feel good, you know, being, hey, I, I feel like, hey, I'm good by myself. Or, okay, and then you're good by yourself. You learn how to live with yourself and then you find the right partner then. Or maybe you don't find the right partner because you do, you are better off by yourself. You know, whatever the case may be. But at least you're not in toxic relationships. And it don't even have to be in a, a romanticized way. It could be on a business relationship type thing. Or it could just be at work. You find yourself bickering with people at a job all the time about the same crap all the time, you know. And it's like, you know, maybe change the outlook. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, let me go over here. Like, I mean, this, yeah, I mean, but it, I guess, and so, again, it goes individual. Yeah, and, and think about this. It's like everyone's looking for everybody else to be Mr. Right or Miss Right, but they're never looking in the mirror and saying, uh, how am I right? Like, you know what? You get right. You get right within yourself. And if you don't like the story that keeps being told, well, maybe you need to change the storyline and actually look at the storyteller. Like, yeah, you're the one the- telling that story. How, how long are you going to keep telling that story? Poor me. Poor me. Your poor me story will keep you poor. Yep. I'm telling you. Yeah. Control your, you know, own the narrative. That's it. Like, like you know, you know, I mean, if you're not going to, if you're not going to control the situation, it'll be controlled for you. And this is kind of, you know, I used to, before everything blossomed to what it is now, I used to work in IT. And I remember working with a guy that um, he was hugely successful in IT and hated every minute of it. I mean, he got paid lots of money, but he hated it. And he said, and he told me, and everybody knew that I, I was into music and I kept trying to make it work and I kept failing. And he said, you know, you got to keep going because this is what happens when you kind of coast through life. And I was asking him what he meant. I was a lot younger at, at the time. And then um, he was saying how he wanted to be a lawyer, but he kind of coasted and let decisions be made for him instead of going after being the lawyer. And then he ended up being an IT. And the guy was hugely successful, but he was unhappy with what he was doing because he still wanted to be a lawyer. But he felt like he was at a point that he could no, he could no longer do it because he was too old. So his next best wow. thing was to give, it, give, give advice to somebody younger, like, yo, you better do it because this is what happens if you coast. Yeah, and you know what's interesting, like, we would even say, hey, that guy's successful, but in my terms, in my definition, that guy wasn't successful because he wasn't happy. You know, I got to tell you, I worked as an executive recruiter for a, a bit of time back in my early 30s, and I can't tell you the number of people that I was talking to that were six- and seven-figure salaries, and I'd say to them, hey, what would it take to get you to move, you know, move to another company? And they, I'm telling you, I hear it every day, Shannon. If you could find me a job that I love, I would take a cut and pay, like, in a heartbeat. <laughs> and, I, and so the next thing you know, I'm, 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 like, coaching them on purpose. Even back then, I was coaching people on purpose and, you know, saying, well, what's your purpose? What's your desire? And I was shocked at how many people go through life doing stuff they hate because they think they have to to be successful or they, they feel stuck. You know, they feel like they don't have a choice. It's like there is always – a way 
and the way is everything we've talked about today. I mean, there's always a way, and, and we have to find it within ourselves. You know, and the only thing with that is, like, uh, again, and, I, and I'm sure you're, you're meeting folks of all different ages, and I was like, I feel like it's not impossible, but in, in their mindset, as they get older, they, it becomes more of a thing that I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't, until there's a point where it's like maybe their kids are out of, you know, some some people are like, well, I have nobody to uh, answer to. My kids are grown. Uh, you know, this person's doing this. So it's like now I can do it. And some people in their older, in, in their latter years are actually able to get busy, have made that transition. But I noticed this is, this is, this is spot of people, maybe in their 30s and 40s, it's like I can't do it. And as they keep going up and they haven't tried anything, the, the you know they haven't they haven't tried and failed like they just haven't tried at all then it becomes you know i, I think it's like the, the fear it might have started small but as they get older and get more secure they get more stuff around them then it's like well i don't want to leave all this stuff i i i, I work yeah. so hard to accumulate all this stuff i got you know two cars i got this house over here i got this over like why would i want to give that up to follow oh that's a child that's a childish dream you know this is what life is about this these, these things right yeah. here these you know and it's I know, so that's where it becomes harder and, hard, you know, harder to go and pursue those yeah. things because, you know, so, you know. It, yeah. That makes me sad, even hearing you say that, you know, because that is, uh, unfortunately, that's really common. And it makes my heart sad thinking that people are, you know, a lot of people are in that position. And uh, I can't tell you how many people that when they first come to me, they'll say things like, I thought I would be so much further along by now. Mm. Um, or, or that they'll say, you know, yeah, I've got all these worldly possessions and this, you know, financial wealth, but man, I'm hurting inside. And so it's kind of like, it's never too late to look at truth. Now that, for that guy, he may not actually go to school and become an attorney, but it's really not even about being an attorney as much as it is. What does that being an attorney represent? You know, what does that mm. that idea, that goal, what does that really represent for you? It's like that's that's what the desire is, more so than the label, you know? And that's yeah, why, like and I said, then, your life work isn't about your role, yeah. you know? Yeah, because, it, it, you know, especially what you're saying, it's like, because then that puts it in perspective. It's like, no, you can still do something now. It's your life's work, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, what does that really look like? It's not really about the, how you said about the label of being an attorney. What, what does that look like? And then that means that you're not too old. Like, go jump in, you know, jump in and get busy, you know. Well, I mean. Yeah, because at what someone... point are you going to start living? You know, you got to say, yeah. like, first of all, define for yourself what does living really look like? What's, what's an inspired day look like for you? Because really life is only mastering days. I mean, if you can master a day, like, you can be masterful at being you in life. No matter what comes your way, you're committed to being you, living your day. And it's like, what would that look like today? What's it going to take to actually say, I'm all in to living my life today? And, 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 and feeling – Go ahead. I'm a, no, I was just going to say, nope. and knowing that it's uh, you, you, it's okay to say that I deserve this. I mean, not in a bratty way, like, but, but like, yeah, I deserve this. It's okay, you know, because some people – feel like they don't deserve certain type of things for some reason i don't know if society has beat us up it's like yo i don't you know i could do it but i it's i don't deserve it it's not for me you know it's yeah. like no nah, it's, it's yours it, it was if it, that's your gift it's for you so 
So, you know. Totally. But that comes down to worth. I mean, that comes down to worth and self-worth and a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's a, that's an area of struggle because we live in a world that kind of, like you said, teaches us to resist ourselves, teaches us the way it should be, it should look this way. And, and all ourselves. of a sudden we, yeah, and we feel like we're not enough. And we feel like we have to jump through all these hoops to be enough. And oh we God. never really tap into who, what our true value is and our true worth, you know. But, again, that's all getting back to truth and getting forward and ahead to truth and, and saying, all right, what am I going to choose today? You know, okay, I've been doing that. How is that working? Is that, is, that, is that my happy place? Is that my inspired place? Is that my peaceful place? If it's not, then what would I need to do differently? Who would I need to become? What, what, how would I need to change to, to receive that? You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So, I mean, you know, I'm not going to hold you up anymore. I, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. You know, maybe there's a part two. Maybe when you get to the city, it could be uh, a face-to-face -face one. You know? You, that would you be so great. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I'm here. So, yeah, I, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to speak to me. I mean, it was great. You know, I, and I, I knew it was going to be, I knew it was going to be just from your approach and then what you, when you, what you wanted to do for the song. And then when you were telling me what you were doing, then when I went to look up, I'm like, yo, this is, uh, you know, I kind of had to wait because I was doing this powerful women series for the summer. And I was like, I, I, I knew I had you in my sight, but I wanted to get all these things out of the way. So I was, I'm, I'm very thankful that you said yes. Oh, well, bless your heart, Uni. And you know what? I would love to have you come on the podcast, too, on my podcast. And I would love to interview at you on my podcast, even though I haven't done an interview yet with it. Um, okay. I'm going to start bringing people on, bringing guests. And I would love to have you be one of my very special guests because, seriously, every single podcast before and after when I hear your voice, it always makes me smile. And I'm so honored and privileged that you would ask me to be one of, you know, to, to contribute to your powerful women series that, that blesses my heart. I'm grateful and very honored. So thank you, my friends. Thank you, dear soul. And, uh, yeah, I will, we'll be in touch and I can't wait to be back in the city and I would love to see you in person. That would be great. So then, and then, and it's, um, so the website is womenslippingonlife.com and drshannon.com, right? Yes, sir. That's it. And then on all social media, it's Dr. Shannon. Yeah, and also uh, social media, it's Dr. Shannon. I'm going to be, I will tell you this, I'm going to be starting a new Instagram page uh, mm. as I'm moving into the city because when I moved there before, I started doing a daily Facebook, and I, I did, you know, every single day I did something from the city. So I'm going to do something, uh, Instagram page for nice. – uh, this adventure in the city coming up. So, so I'll let you know when that gets launched. But for right now, it's uh, Dr. Shannon. Yeah. Uh, all right. I look forward to seeing all the good stuff that you got going on. Thank you. And I'm looking to hearing all the good stuff you got going on because you're such a ta talented artist. And I'm so glad that you never gave up on the desires in your heart to continue to create and make music, my friend. I'm so, so glad that you didn't quit on yourself. Uh, you and I both. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, dear. Right. We'll talk soon, okay? All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. So there you have it, the Powerful Women series. Check all those episodes out on Spotify. Now I got to take a pause for the cause because I got new music coming up September 21st on Spotify. Your Royal Flyness. And this is the track that you're hearing right now.
Here's a little taste. Your royal flyness, slanging poppycock. Can't tell me nothing. Stand there and watch what you say. About how I get it. Call it Dookie Stank music. We get a groove and dig it. Put my stamp on that kitty. Karate fisting, licking sounds. Radio announcing. I'm putting my thing down all day. State to state, electro boogie bouncing. Controls out, soul power. Ain't no booties on no couches. I just sound different. What I'm about different. You was kind of a difference, but now you sound a different. See, you ain't getting no bread, so you got nothing to say. Hating like you, the deep south just saying, let's go deeper out. Hey, new style born every day. Ain't nothing in my way. Set space and opportunity. Prince of Thieves to a king. Yeah, you can kiss the ring of another fucking a-hole. Or go and get your chains and celebrate with live. So slick, ain't no rest for these hoes when I'm on my stick. For the love of the dough, she be on my quick. Throw a little change her way like you can hold that trick. I'm such an a-hole, but she on the payroll. So when I say so, she pop that ass and make it stretch like pay-doh. Please, please, show me what the booty made for. I Superman that kitty with no cape on, see? Hey, new style born every day. Ain't nothing... In my way, set space and opportunity. Prince of Thieves to a king. Yeah, you can kiss the ring of another fucking a-hole. Or go and get your chains and celebrate with libations. The stinky dick, gyrating. Officer, I ain't trafficking nothing but the highest vibrations. Hey, new style born every day. Ain't nothing in my way, set space. Prince of Thieves to a king yeah, You can kiss the ring of another fucking a-hole Or go and get your chains And celebrate with libations The stinky gang Gyrating Officer, I ain't trafficking nothing But the highest vibrations Uh For the gossip, not one for the nonsense To make it perfectly obvious, I'm here to get my pockets On overload, heavyweight mode, don't care who's watching Spinning my gold, kicking my flow, get them speakers knocking Fight your way about that ghetto, with limited options Hit your hands up for this dough, modern day robin Hoodie hood, fella got the groove back Rockin' LA driver in the front seat Blow through your city boppin' Liddy with the buzz homes When your album droppin' I'll be sure to like everything you do But I won't be coppin' Arrested development You speech back to me when you not poppin' Respect to the brothers like you Who stayed on the lockin' Up the sideline and on the chime And observing, getting nervous Askin' for a hand Yo's in the dirt, you workin' Couple of snaps, few hashtags I told the world we deserve it You keep on showing them how it's done I'll be here frontin' lurkin' Sometimes you just gotta be like, oh shit. And just roll up with something in the air, man. They gonna watch your moves regardless. Keep doing what you do.